This episode is sponsored by Honey Badger. In this episode, we're going to have a look around Hotwire, specifically Turbo, and some Stimulus JS. And we're not going to be focusing on Turbo Streams in this episode. We're going to go back a bit more to the basics with just Turbo Frame Tags and Stimulus JS. And a perhaps more comprehensive overview of this episode is episode 334, where we create a complex shopping cart, all within Rails, using Hotwire. But I do want to take a bit more of a simple approach where we just have a search box. And if we start typing in here, then we'll automatically see that we are getting some results. We can click on these results. And as we click on them, then the right hand side will display some content based on that selection. And the nice part about this is all of this text is not getting loaded when we do the initial search. We're making a separate request to the Rails application as we click on these different items, but using the power of Hotwire, it all seems like it's a single page application. And for those who don't know what Hotwire is, Hotwire is essentially the combination of Turbo plus Stimulus.js. Eventually, we may see Strata come in, but we haven't seen it yet, and that's more for the hybrid mobile applications. But with Stimulus.js, one thing that I really like about it is that it's very unobtrusive to our applications. We specify the data controller in our DOM, and that would then allow a stimulus controller to connect. Once it connects, we basically have all of our JavaScript code in one place, and then we can interact with the DOM and do just about whatever we need. And Turbo, from a Rails application perspective, is a bit more complicated. There's several different moving parts with it. The first bit, we have the Turbo Drive, which is just making requests to our Rails application via Ajax calls. And then our Rails application can respond back. It's kind of similar to the Rails UJS days when using Remote True. Except in this case, almost everything that we are making with a modern Rails application is going to go through the Turbo Drive. So that means that out of the box, we're getting more of a single page application feel without doing any of the hard work. The second aspect of Turbo is that we have the Turbo Frame Tags, which are like little tiny components that we have on our application that are self-contained. So anything or any kind of link that we click within that Turbo Frame Tag would be contained to that Turbo Frame Tag. We can, of course, escape out of that if we need to. So we have very few limitations there. And finally, we're not going to discuss in this episode because I have discussed it many times before, and I think it deserves its own episode regarding this, is the Turbo Streams. And that's where, on a page, you get have a subscription. And then, as things get updated, or if you want to broadcast some changes, you would receive those changes in the Turbo Stream, and your DOM would update. And so, in this episode, we're going to have a look at the first two bits of Turbo with the Turbo Drive and the Turbo Frame Tags, and then also Stimulus.js. And with this episode, I am creating a fresh Rails application, but it is important to note that I am using PropShaft. ES build and bootstrap. However, PropShaft really doesn't have any kind of variance in this episode. You can use sprockets or PropShaft, it really doesn't matter. And the template that I use is very minimal. It just has a few stylings and some boilerplate setup like creating a welcome controller and setting that as my root path. However, if you do want to check out that template, I do have it published 
on github.com forward slash drift and ruby forward slash template. And within there, I explain how I'm using the Rails RC to initialize that template on any new Rails application. And so with a fresh Rails 7 application, if we go to our gem file, you'll see that we already have Turbo Rails and Stimulus Rails installed. This came by default, and this basically means that our project is using Hotwire. And so to get started, I'm going to run bin rails, then action underscore text colon install, because our post model, we're going to have a title, but then we're also going to have some content, and that content is going to be via action text. And that's going to install the necessary yarn packages, as well as create our database migration. We'll then call the bin rails generate model for our post, and we'll just have one attribute called the title. We're not going to have our content attribute in here because that is going to be via the action text. And just to get some test data in here, I'm going to do a bundle add faker, which will add the faker gem into our gem file. And typically you would only want to add this into a development or a test group, but in our case, it really doesn't matter. So I'll just leave it the way it is. In our post model, we can then do a has rich text, and then we'll set it up for our content. So now we would have a post.content that we can then insert in some text to. And then I'll run Rails DB migrate to migrate the database. And so when I'm developing applications, I like working with test data just so I know that as I'm developing things, I'm getting some expected results. So in the seeds.rb, I'm going to insert in up to 100 records where we can do a post dot find or create by. And we want to find or create by the title because we don't want duplicate titles in this case. And I'm just going to use the faker quote dot famous underscore last underscore words. We can create a block with our post and then we can set the post.content is equal to the faker.lorium and we want some paragraphs. We'll set the sentence count to 64 and then we'll just pass in a few additional parameters to give us some nice random text. We can then run rails db seed to seed in our database. And if we call the bin rails console, we can just check our post.first just to make sure we have some content there. And we can call the dot content just to make sure that our rich text is getting inserted as well. And so now that we have this setup done, we can start things off. And we're basically going to do everything in our welcome controller. Within the view for the welcome controller, I'm going to delete everything. And because I am using Bootstrap, I'm going to use some classes. So we'll have a row. And within this row, we'll have a column with a four span. We'll have another column within eight span, and then we'll close that out. So in the smaller column, that's where we're going to put our search box. And we're also going to put in our list of results. So I'm going to have a form width. I'll set the URL and we'll just set it to our root path, which is our welcome index. We'll then create a block. And within the block, we just want to have our form with a text field. We'll just call this attribute the query and we'll add some class and we'll just call a form control. And so as we start typing within this query text box, we want it to do something. We want it to make a request back to our Rails application, and then we want it to display the results. So in order to get our application to send the query back to the Rails application, we are going to have to introduce some JavaScript, and that's where Stimulus.js is going to come into play. So for this, I'm going to run the bin Rails generate Stimulus, and then the name of my controller. In this case, I just want to call it search. And this is going to do two things. 
is going to create a new file under the app JavaScript's controllers in the search underscore controller.js. It's also going to update the stimulus manifest. And all that manifest update means that under the controllers in the JavaScript folder in the index.js, it's going to import in our search controller and it's going to register it with stimulus. So within the search controller, we can see how we can connect our view to this stimulus controller. So in our index view, we can come into our text field query and we can paste this in, but we need to format it properly. So I'll put the data controller in quotes and I'll use a colon and then we have our search. You could also make it a symbol. Both of those would work fine. It would still come out as the data controller is equal to search. And so this next bit is a personal preference. Just because we have attached a stimulus controller to this text input doesn't mean that it's going to do anything yet. We still need to tell our stimulus controller to fire off a request to our Rails application whenever we type a key. So that key event listener, we still need to create and attach to this. And we could do that just by adding another attribute called the data-action. And we would set this equal to the key up event. And then we can send that to our search controller. And then with a hashtag or a pound sign, we can then say the action or the function that we want to call. In this case, we're just going to call the search. So this search function, we do need to create within the stimulus controller. So we'll have a search function. And so now, whenever we type a key in this query and we release it, because of this data action key up event, it's going to call our search controller and the search action. And so personally, I don't like doing this, having to add a bunch of different actions or targets if we don't need to on a simple controller. So I'm going to remove this data action just so we can keep it a bit more simple. Because if someone wants to use this, I want to remove as much setup work as possible. So instead, in our search controller, I'm going to take this dot element and I'm going to set the attribute for the data dash action. And we're going to set it equal to the key up event. And then we'll just call the search hashtag search. So this is essentially doing the exact same thing. Whenever the stimulus controller connects, because we had the data controller search, once it connects, it's going to add an additional attribute for the data action key up search to the search function. And so now we need to form our URL. So let's get some parameters. So we'll set our parameters is equal to a new URL search params. And then we can do a params.append. We want our query. We're going to set it equal to this.element.value. So as we're typing, we're going to create some URL friendly search parameters. And from there, we can then call fetch. And in this case, we're just fetching to our root application, which is the welcome index path. And then we can pass in the params and we'll interpolate that in. We can pass some additional options. We want the method to be a get request. We can set some headers if we want. And in this case, because we are making a request to our Rails application and we're wanting to use a turbo drive, but we're doing it within a fetch request, we could actually set the accept header. And to make it a turbo request, we can do a text.vnd.turbo-stream.html. And that would essentially make this a turbo request. Then once that request is completed, we can take the results and we can just make sure that we are calling text on there. Then with that HTML results, we can call the turbo 
dot render stream message with the HTML. And the way this works, and the reason why it works, so as we type the letter, we are getting a request back to our Rails application. If we inspect this request and what we're going to be building, you'll see that we have a TurboStream action replace with some kind of target. And so the HTML that we're getting back from this request, whenever it has this TurboStream element with some kind of attribute of action and target, then Turbo is able to act upon these. And by default, if we weren't making this a stimulus request, if we just had a link that we were clicking or something like that, then we wouldn't have to go through these additional steps. But because we are making a manual fetch request and we're saying that we want it to be a Turbo Stream request, then we have to get the body of our text and then call the Turbo render stream message of that HTML. And then Turbo will look for this Turbo Stream element and then it'll act upon the action and the target. And so let's go ahead and work under our Rails controller and the welcome controller index action. So we have our query coming in and we want to find some posts. So we can set our instance variable post is equal to the params query. And we're just going to do a check here. If the params query is present, then we can call the posts.where. And then we can do a title like with a question mark, just so we're escaping the user input. And then we can interplay it in with some percents, the params of our query. And that's just going to do a like search for anything that contains within that query. If our params query did not exist, then we're just going to pass back an empty array. And so this part's a bit interesting. There's two different types of actors that's going to be coming into this index action. We have our browser request, which is an HTML request. And then we have our search controller making a turbo stream request to this index action. So we can create a respond to block. We're going to have two different formats. We'll have our format.html, in which case we don't want to do anything. We just want the normal view to render. But if it is a format of a turbo stream request, then we actually want to do something. So we want to call the render. And then we're going to render the turbo underscore stream. And then we can call the turbo underscore stream dot replace. And then we need to replace some kind of target. And we need to replace that target with some kind of partial. And we'll just call this partial the welcome forward slash results. So we need to create this partial under our welcome folder. So in the view under the welcome folder, we'll have an underscore results dot html dot erb. And we'll fill out everything in here. But first, the only thing that I want to add is the turbo frame tag. And this turbo frame tag, we're just going to call the results. So because we have a turbo frame tag within this results partial, then this is what we are going to want to target in our welcome controller. So instead of targeting this target, we want to target the results. But we're not going to be able to target these results if it doesn't exist already on our page. So in the index view, I'm just going to go ahead and render the welcome forward slash results. And by rendering this in our index view, when we type something in the params query, that's going to call our search controller to make a fetch request to our Rails application to the welcome index action. The welcome controller index action is going to see that it's a turbo stream request. So then it's going to target the turbo frame tag results and it's going to replace it with the partial of welcome results. So within this welcome results partial, we can display out, let's just make a div, 
and we'll have a class is equal to, we'll just have a list group, and let's give it a margin top of three. We can then loop through each one of our posts, and then we can just create a link, and let's just call a link to our post.title, and typically I would have some kind of post show page, but I'm just gonna send it to our welcome path, and we'll pass in the post as well. We'll give it a class of list group item, and a list group item action. And again, because I'm using Bootstrap, I have some of these nice classes that'll just format things nicely for me. And so now we need to make sure that we have some kind of show action for our welcome controller. We can come under the config and the routes file, and I'm just gonna set a resources for our welcome, and I'm only going to do the show action. And again, you would typically want to have some kind of post or something like that for this, but I'm just gonna leave it within the welcome controller. So now we'll have a show action under the welcome controller, and we can set our post is equal to the post.find by the params ID. And then we can render with the turbo stream, very similar to what we did up here. So I'm just gonna copy this and paste it down here, except now, instead of the results, again, this is when we are clicking on one of our results. So let's create some other kind of turbo frame tag. We'll just call this turbo frame tag the show content and then maybe we want it to be the welcome show partial so this show content in our index view i'm going to make in the eight column span section of our row so we have a turbo frame tag and we are just going to set it to show content and it's going to be empty we're not going to have anything in there but we are going to have a show partial within our welcome folder because that's what we're rendering out in the welcome controller and so within this partial, we could have our H1 with our post.title, and then we can also display out the post.content. And so you might think that this is going to work well. However, we are missing one key bit, and it's all in the way that the TurboStream works. So we're calling the TurboStream replace the show content with the partial welcome show. But technically, this partial could have a lot of stuff in there, and we're only needing to transmit and to receive the thing that is around the show content. So we do need to have a turbo frame tag around everything that we're wanting to replace. So I'm gonna have a turbo frame tag for the show content and everything that I want in there, we're going to wrap in that turbo frame tag. So now to kind of step through it again, on our main page, we have our query. And whenever we type something into this query, because of the data controller search, our stimulus controller is going to make a request back to the Rails application. The Rails application is then going to replace the results turbo frame tag, which is getting rendered in by this welcome results partial. That's going to have a list of links. And whenever you click on one of those links, that's going to take us to the welcome controller show action. And that show action is then going to replace the turbo frame tag contents of show content. And so coming back to our Rails application, we can then start typing something. And now we have our list of our different items and we can click on them. And now we see our render content over on the side. And just to illustrate, if in our show partial, if we had moved this post content outside of the turbo frame tag, if we refresh the page, I'll click on one of these. And initially it looks like it all works. And the reason why it looks like it works is because the column by eight that we had, we had the turbo frame tag. The show content was then replaced 
by all of this text. But if we inspect the elements here, now our turbo frame tag is only wrapping the title, not the content. So when we click on another one here, you'll see that it looks a little bit different. Now we have two different texts here, and that's not what we're looking for. So that just got added and it keeps getting appended in, and then our scroll gets a lot longer. So we wanna make sure that everything within the show content gets replaced, not just the title. So if we put our post content back in there, we can refresh the page. We can then start clicking through these and it works as we would expect. But the one issue here is that I want to know what item I've clicked on. Right now, it's really hard to tell other than the title of what item that I'm actually looking at. And so to do that, we are gonna use another stimulus controller just to keep track of our active selection. And so I'm going to generate another stimulus controller with the Rails Generate Stimulus. And this time I'm gonna call it the Search Active. That again, will create another stimulus controller and run the Stimulus Manifest update. And so for this stimulus controller, we can add the Data Controller Search Active. And let's go to our results page to add it in. Because it is when we click on one of our links that we actually wanted to then do something. And so we have our data controller and we'll set this equal to the search active. And that's all I'm going to set it to because much like our search controller, where we are adding a data action, I'm going to do that exact same principle in the search active. So I'll just paste that in here, except instead of the key up event, we want to do it on a click event. So in the click event, we want to call our search active stimulus controller and then let's just call the clicked function so we'll make a clicked function and within this function we're just going to get all of the links and the links that we want to get is going to be within the results id we just want to make sure that they're links but instead of grabbing all the links let's just grab the ones that have the active class added to it just so we're not doing some extra work that we don't need to we then take an array from these links, just so we can loop through each one of them with a for each. So we can have a link, and then we can do the link.classList.remove, and we want to remove that active class that is on there. And that active class is getting added in because we're going to call this.element.classList.add and the active class. And that's all we should have to do to remove the links. And typically, we would need to do a query selector all because there should only ever be one item that is active within our results ID. However, this is just kind of a fail safe in case if there is a bug where multiple things got marked as active for whatever reason, we're just going to remove all those. And then on the current element that we had clicked on, we're then adding that active class. And so we can come back and test this out. We'll click on one item. We now had that active class added into this link. And then I can click on something else. It then removed it from that link. And now it added to this one. And as we are clicking around, you can see that this is very responsive. We're getting some pretty nice interactions on our client UI. And so there is so much more that we can do with Turbo around the Turbo streams and the Turbo frame tags. I recommend coming back to episode 332 to look at the Hotwire dashboards where we are using Hotwire in the turbo frame tags to create a very responsive and highly interactive dashboard. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for watching.